Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Wow, Lord, you are so good. You are beyond good. And I am praying that all of you are reading the daily readings every single day because the word is living and breathing. It will speak to you in your circumstances and in today's, not only day and age, but in today. How? Well, in the readings today, it was about the bones in Ezekiel, all of the bones on the ground, dry, dead bones. And God saying, hey, prophesy to these bones that I, God, my spirit will be breathed into them and that they will come to life, that God will shake up the bones and they will stand and he will put sinews upon them, flesh growing over them, cover them with skin, and then put his spirit in them so that they may come to life and know that he is God. And so he did that. And that's exactly what happened. The bones were so dry, but they shook and they stood up and boom, they're alive. But God had to breathe his spirit into them and they came to life and they went out and they fought (laughs) it was the army and then the other reading is of course the two greatest commandments love thy god let me get down here and read it so that i don't screw it up here exactly because i always throw body in there in this one you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind Okay, I say, and with all your body, all your being, this is the greatest commandment and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophet depend on these two commandments. So let's talk about the spirit. Because in the gospel of Matthew 22, verse 34 through 40, the two greatest commandments, loving thy God and loving thy neighbor, It's impossible to love your neighbor and to love yourself as you truly should as a son and daughter of God without the spirit of God within you, without the fruits of the Holy Spirit oozing through your body, your mind, your soul, your heart. It's all together. We are dry, dead bones without the Spirit of God in us. 
And if you're feeling dry, like those bones, maybe you don't have the fruits of the Holy Spirit coming through you. Let me remind you of what those fruits are. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of these are beautiful fruits of the Holy Spirit, and the fruits are what come naturally out of us when the Holy Spirit is within us, when we center our lives around God, and when we are living in the fear of the Lord, which is basically a gift. So let me talk about gifts of the Holy Spirit. Today's a Holy Spirit day, (laughs) y'all. I think you're gathering that. So gifts are things that are given. We cannot earn gifts. We don't exercise gifts. It's a true gift from the Lord. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to define each one of them because some of these sometimes get mixed up and, you know, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, I think people lump into kind of one thing. So let's start with wisdom. Wisdom is both the knowledge and judgment about divine things. Like, I know God. I know good. I know bad. And the ability to judge and direct human affairs according to divine truth. So when you say wisdom, you know what's good and bad, but you have the wisdom to direct your affairs according to them. So Lord, give me the wisdom to choose to do good, to act in that way and not knowing that you you know good and bad, but doing the bad anyway. You should always pray for wisdom. I pray for the gifts. They are gifts, but I ask for them. I ask for them all the time. And every single morning, I give God every single gift that he has given me back. Every, I give him my faith and I give him all the gifts that he has given me. And then I ask him if he wants to return them to me, to make them pure, to make them clean, and to supercharge them. I, and then I ask for more. Only if it's his will, if he wants to, if he wills to give them back to me, please give them to me cleaner so that I'm holier. And oh, by the way, I'm ready for more gifts. I know I'm going to be asked to do more, but I'm cool with that (laughs) if it's your will. So I know you can read saints and it's all about we should just be humble and on our knees for any gifts that we receive. But I also know that in the Bible, it is ask and ye shall receive right? Knock and the door will be opened. And I am not shy. So I ask, but I only ask if it's his will. If he wills it for me, I want it. Okay. Understanding is penetrating insight into the very heart of things, especially those higher truths that are necessary for eternal salvation. In effect, the ability to see God, see Not as in visibly see, but you know the presence of God. You know God exists. You can see God. 
you are seeing him in nature, you're seeing him in, in other people, you're recognizing the presence and the direction and the spirit of God. Counsel allows a man to be directed by God in matters necessary for his salvation. Fortitude denotes a firmness of mind in doing good and in avoiding evil, particularly when it is difficult or dangerous to do so, and the confidence to overcome all obstacles, even deadly ones, by virtue of the assurance of everlasting life. Knowledge is the ability to judge correctly about matters of faith and right action, so as to never wander from the straight path of justice. Piety is principally revering God with a filial affection, paying worship and duty to God, paying duty to all men on account of their relationship to God, and honoring the saints and not contradicting scripture. The Latin word pietas denotes the reverence that we give to our Father and to our country. Since God is the Father of all, the worship of God is also called piety. Fear of God, or fear of the Lord, is in this context filial or chaste fear, whereby we revere God and avoid separating ourselves from him as opposed to a servile fear, whereby we fear punishment. So fear of God in the beginning, for me, was fear of the Lord. Like, I'm afraid to go to hell. I'm afraid of punishment, of, of not doing God's will. So I better get myself to confession because I am going to be punished, right? I'm going to be going to hell. I don't want that. <laughs> and then filial or chaste fear is we just don't want to disappoint God. We love him so much and we don't want to cause one more wound to Jesus on that cross for our sins. Nor do we want to turn from him. We want to be with him. We want to fuse our lives with the Lord and live with him. We love him so much. It turns from, oh, I don't want to get in trouble to Oh, Lord, I love you so much. I don't want to do anything to disappoint you. Okay, so the gifts again are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. And these we can pray for, and these we should pray for. And then again, we know that these gifts are working in us, that the Spirit is in us if we are producing through our lives, through our actions, through our words, through our heart, that's where everything starts, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So this is where it's at, my friends. And sometimes we have more of these fruits than others. And all we must do is continue to exercise our relationship. And I, I say exercise because we have to work at it in the beginning. In the beginning for me, I was just checking the box of going to mass. I did not know God. I did not have reverence for him. I knew that, that the Eucharist was Jesus. And I knew when I would sin, I would go to confession so that I could receive him every week. But 
I didn't have a relationship and I didn't really love him. I didn't know him. So as I grew in my understanding of the faith, so there was this knowledge that came to me, understanding scripture, understanding the commandments, understanding the teachings. Then I wanted that relationship. I wanted what I saw other people having walking around in, in total love with God, total love with Mary, loving prayer, loving silence, loving mass, right? I mean, just, it was, you know, and I could see it on these people and it was, it was, I, oh, I got a beeping truck outside. Sorry about that. I was not envious. I was in awe of it. I wasn't jealous. I wanted it. So I learned. I dove into books. I understood how to pray. And then I got a spiritual director and I understood, oh my goodness, it's a relationship. It's a personal, unique, individual relationship with God. And he is going to do things with me that he is not going to do with anybody else on this planet. And so it's a deep personal relationship. And yes, you can ask others to help you dive into that relationship and to enkindle that fire of the spirit within you, because it does take an initial effort when you go up those nine levels of prayer to perfect union with God. It's us. We need to start that hand out, right? We have to extend the hand up to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to walk with you. I am your child. Take me wherever you want. Whatever you will, I will do. And allow him to work in us. When we don't open our hearts or we have sin, there are things that block us things that block us from graces. Maybe we're not praying. Maybe we don't give him the time of day. Well, how do you build a relationship with someone if you're not spending time with them? Even if you don't know how, even if you're struggling, even if you're thinking about everything but that that time with God, if you dedicate it and you spend it, he's going to work with you. It's just like learning a new language, learning to ride a bike, you know, practicing a new sport. You're not going to be good at it in the beginning. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to fall. You're going to skin your knee and you better get back up and go because the best and most important relationship in your life is with God. And if you don't have one, think of all the things that you are missing the beauty in life, the joy, 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 joy is probably the biggest thing that I could say has been a game changer. And you know, everyone in this world is just seeking to be happy. I just want you to be happy, someone says to you as you're contemplating getting a divorce in the worldly life. I'm going to be happy when I get this job. Um, when I buy this big house or this boat, I'll be happy when I, you know, lose this weight or I hit this goal, I run this marathon, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when I'm done with this sickness, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. 
and with God and the Holy Spirit within you, that joy is given to you and it exists in you right now, no matter what your circumstance. You get up in the morning and you're like, thank you, Lord, for another day. You might be a little tired. You might be a little like, oh, I want to go back to bed. But you think, oh, Lord, I'm so grateful. And then you go through your litany of gratitude and you start thanking God for everything, including the slippers you're slipping your feet in, your robe, the water and the toothpaste and the toothbrush and the coffee. And oh my gosh, Lord, you have really blessed me. Yeah, I kind of got a headache. I'm a little bit tired, but you know what? I love you. I love you and thank you. I am actually going to offer up my headache. I'm going to offer up my headache to you, Lord, for all the pain and anguish and suffering that you did for me, for the love of me on the cross. And I'm going to say that it's for all the souls out there who have a head that aches, that think too much about things of this world and don't have the peace and the love of God in their heads right? Make it meritorious. Lord, I'm tired today, but I'm going to offer this tired up to you and I am going to offer it for all of the souls out there who are sleeping. They are walking in a dead stupor, sleeping. They don't, haven't been awakened to your spirit, to your love, to your ways, to the truth of you. These are the things that that I I desperately want for you. But in the beginning, you've got to take those steps. You've got to make the commitment. You've got to want it, right? You've got to be like, I want that joy. I want that life. I want that love. I want to be able to love my neighbor and myself. So let's reflect on our lives and see where are we really spending our time? And I want to say this because I heard it in a homily. I want to say this to you because it, it, it impacted me greatly. So it was a priest talking about, um, you know, picture yourself sitting and just talking to Jesus and being like, you know what, God, I just don't have time to pray or read scripture or meditate. And Jesus will look at you and he'll say, let me see your day planner. Let me see your schedule. God, I just don't have time to really be a servant leader and and serve others in my life. I, I'm I've got too much going on. And God will look at you and say, "Well, let me see where you're spending your time and what you're doing." I guarantee every single person had already identified places in their lives after listening to this that they've wasted that time, that true gift, watching TV flipping through social, reading, reading magazines, silly magazines, not spiritual books, of course, fluffing away the time in wasting the time. Time is a gift. Okay. This isn't a guilt trip here. This is a, I want this for you type of begging And when you reflect on where your time is spent, I want you to reflect what is blocking this in your life. And the more you learn, it then becomes love. 
again, I took, it took a while on my journey to really, truly love God because that's what it's all about. It's all about love. God is love. God wants to shower his spirit, explode it in us, but we have to want to love him, (laughs) you know? And then once we spend that time in the beginning, um, you know, levels of those nine levels of prayer, he is the one that pulls us into contemplative prayer, into these beautiful experiences with him. He pulls us, but we have to take a few of those steps with our hands extended in the air. Father, guide me, lead me. I love you. I need you to teach me how to love you more. And then he does the work. It's the cool part, you know, when you get into the, you know, upper levels. And I'm not exactly sure where I am on this level, but I am pulled to pray. I'm pulled to go to adoration. I'm pulled to spend that time with him in mass and pray the mass, not just go to mass and check it off my list, but truly worship God and sacrifice myself Every day at Mass, your guardian angel takes up your gifts before you receive the Eucharist. We are to be offering. Don't waste that time. Don't waste that opportunity. Your your angel can walk up there completely empty because you haven't prayed, either offering yourself as a sacrifice. I do that first. Lord, I give you all of me. When I receive you, please fill me with you kill me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kill me, destroy the world around me, my deta- my attachment to it and any of my, you know, my desires that are not of you. And then I pray for other people, right? I pray for my husband to come back to the church, the protection of my children. I pray for all of you. Some people have asked me specifically for prayers. I don't always remember, but I do say, and for anyone who I said I would pray for, I pray for the world, for the COVID. I just throw as many petitions up there because I want my, <laughs> I want my guardian angel to be like her, his or her arms. And I know they don't have a sex, but mega, that's why I call it mega, my extraordinary guardian angel. Um, it's not a name. It's an acronym to walk up with its arms completely filled. Like I can't take any more petitions to God right now. That's the purpose of mass. We're sacrificing ourselves like Jesus sacrificed for the Lord. We're offering ourselves through Jesus Christ to the father. And we're praying for the father's blessings and gifts in those sacrifices and offerings. Okay. I could go on and on and on because this is so important. This is why I do what I do. My mission, my passion, my purpose is to help others deepen their relationship with God and the Catholic faith using all of the resources that we have in this beautiful Catholic faith. And then eventually that turns into change in you, allowing you to live that second commandment, loving yourself and others around you with the heart and spirit of God. That's it. Our main purpose is to 
love, worship, and revere God, and love others and ourselves. It seems simple, but we can't do it without God. We need the Spirit of God in us. And I will pray today, I'm on my way to Mass, that all of you reach out and commit to that time with God. It is unjust not to pray. Unjust, meaning that's a judgment on us. We are called in the very first com- first commandment, the greatest of the two, is to love God and worship God with all our mind, spirit, strength, body, soul, everything, our entire being. We are called to love him with it. And that means prayer and time and mental prayer and meditation. That's when you'll really get to know God and you'll feel him and you'll hear him. You'll get these consolations and you will come out of prayer like, whoa, what is that? I am ready for the world. Let's go. Let's go love people. And let's do that today. Love people, love people, love people. Bite your tongue. Don't say what your snide comment is going to be. Reach out, hug your spouse, your friends, your family, and tell them that you love them, how much you appreciate them. Even though they quote unquote know it, don't we all love a beautiful, sincere hug, a kiss on the forehead, and an I love you, and a thank you? Yeah. Let's also thank God. Let's give God a hug today. Kiss him and love him and thank him and ask him to pour out his gifts in us and to grow in our hearts so that we can love others and ourselves as he wants us to. All right, everyone. Sorry, it's a long one. I hope it inspires you to go deeper in your relationship with God. You've got a weekend to kind of play around. Maybe you can read some Holy Spirit books. And at the very least, schedule this time. Remember, Jesus is looking at you saying, let me see your schedule. Let me see where you're spending your time. (laughs) And we all know it deep in our hearts, maybe not even that deep, that we've got the time. We just have to make the choice. Okay, everyone, I love you. Have a blessed and inspired day.